Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Now, today is Thursday, January 25th. GDP data, exactly what the Fed wants to see, showing a strong U.S. economy. S&P looking at a six-day win streak. Tesla gets hammered after disappointing earnings and healthcare stocks are sliding, uh, largely due to Humana. We'll take a look at what's going on there. Plus, we'll review our open positions with some wheel strategy trades and win the fear strategy trades. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. And today we are going to look at the market, see what's going on. So let me go ahead and bring up a chart of the S&P 500. And and we see here that the S&P 500 is higher for the day, up 0.4%. We look at a five-minute chart here. We can see that a kind of a choppy start after a gap higher. Now, yesterday we also finished higher, but in the afternoon we did see a slide going into the close. So today we got right back up to where we started the session yesterday and sitting positive, trying to find some direction, figuring out what comes next. Now, a lot of this uh, rally here came because of an overnight move. And we see here a chart of the E-mini S&P 500. This is a five-minute chart, completely sideways, going absolutely nowhere. We mentioned that what was in the spotlight this week, uh, the GDP, uh, report this morning. We also have core PCE tomorrow and earnings. Really, those things are what's driving the market and what traders are waiting for. GDP coming out this morning and a nice positive reaction here. So just absolutely flatlining until that 8.30 Eastern report, an hour before U.S. markets opened up. And initially the, the move was higher, a little bit of a follow through, but now pulling back right to where we had that first five-minute reaction overnight. So this is the mini S&P. And what is this reaction uh, based on? Well, let's go over to PowerX Optimizer, look at the economic calendar, and we see that advanced GDP coming in much stronger than expected, up 3.3% versus a 2% expectation. So this is super strong. This is what the Fed wants, where we have a strong economy. But also look at this, the advanced GDP price index coming down, or at least coming in lower than expected with an increase of 1.5% versus 2.3%. Uh, the previous reading was 3.3%. So a stronger than expected advanced GDP number and uh, prices uh, cooling, right? So cooling inflation is what the Fed wants. Uh, strong economy, so their uh, Fed policy and uh, rates are not hurting things and sending the economy into a recession. And this just strong of all, it, it's exactly what the Fed wants. So uh, positive reaction there. Now traders wondering, okay, what comes next, right? And a lot of this has to do with earnings. Uh, but before we look at earnings, let's look at the CME FedWatch tool, refresh this and see what the probabilities are for the Fed cutting rates. And as we mentioned, for a long time now, investors based on Fed funds futures have said that they expect the Fed to cut in March. This seems way too early, um, super premature. Now we see that 
staying the same. And this kind of was a shift over the last week or so anyway, but keeping rates the same is the expected route, although it's a little bit of a toss-up between keeping rates the same and cutting. Uh, but based on probabilities uh, and Fed funds futures, uh, a rate cut is expected in May. I still think that we're not going to see that until June. I think that the Fed is going to be hesitant to cut as long as we have a strong economy and everything's looking good and the job market is strong, uh, but we'll just have to see. So right now, uh, no change for this upcoming meeting, pretty much guaranteed 97.42%. No change at the March meeting, 52.6% versus a cut of 47.4%. And then at the May meeting, Fed Funds futures are saying that there's 11% chance there will be no change, uh, 89% chance there'll be a cut. But hey, there's still a Fed meeting and a lot of information to come out between now and May or June. And we'll just have to see when the Fed does expect to cut. But so far, the reaction today at least was positive to this data, positive to the news. And then we can turn our attention to earnings. Because if we look at earnings, we're getting into earnings season here. A couple of big names yesterday. And uh, right now, as of this morning, more than one-fifth of the S&P 500 have reported earnings. And according to FactSet, nearly 74% of those have beaten Wall Street expectations. So, so far, the the beat has been the theme. Netflix, the, the big mover yesterday, a great earnings report and a positive reaction. Today, it was really Tesla in the spotlight, right? So Tesla reported after the bell yesterday, but first uh, real reaction in uh, normal market hours occurring today and not too hot for Tesla. So Tesla, uh, they were reporting and the last couple of quarters have been rough for Tesla. And if we look at uh, Tesla, look, look at the chart here, Tesla is down so getting hammered and continuing to fall right now, trading at session lows. So they reported worse than expected earnings. They also missed on revenue and they weren't warned that vehicle volume growth can be notably lower uh, this year. So we see now that the open here for Tesla, 189.70 right now down almost 11% trading at 185.24. Uh, might be seeing some support here if it gets a little bit lower. Right now, it just seems like it's in a free fall, right? But if we look at the chart, maybe we have some support around 170, 160, 170, somewhere around there. Uh, the 172.50, for anybody that loves Tesla, 172.50 is a potential strike to sell uh, based on our wheel scanner here in the PowerX Optimizer software. Uh, something to consider if you want to own Tesla. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about Tesla. I like the company, and I also uh, really am interested to see how competition, uh, and not short term, but over the next year or two, really impacts Tesla's uh, overall growth and sales. And yeah, I, I like Tesla as a company, but I, I'm not sure about owning this one. So. Uh, anyway, if you're a big fan of Tesla, there's definitely an opportunity here on this drop. 
uh, but right now making session lows and continuing to slide. Now, another stock that's getting hammered, let's look at Humana. H-U-M is the ticker symbol. And this one's just been nasty because there was a big drop last week after they uh, restated some numbers, I believe, and issued uh, uh, basically a, a revised uh, expected earnings. Uh, and this is where they gapped down and went sideways for a little bit. Well, an analyst at Deutsche Bank uh, or Bank, uh, they he said, hey, even the, the most pessimistic view uh, wasn't very uh it well it wasn't in line with what to expect from uh the earnings reaction there so there was a a cut here and it slashed the target by 40 percent to 360 right now trading at 344 so this kind of spiraled into a bigger move for some healthcare stocks altogether if we go to the heat map here and we look at the s p 500 we see that positive day and the the markets are higher there was some good news looking at data in the economic calendar but if we look at the heat map those losses right now tesla getting hammered but then there's that red in healthcare so united health also down humana uh, down the most almost 15 percent united health down six percent cvs down five percent Cigna down four percent CNC Centene I think it is down four point seven percent so healthcare concern because a lot of the the, the loss here at least uh, based on Humana's uh, announcement last week I think it was is, is that medical costs are soaring and hurting profits so we'll, we'll see where this ends up where the dust settles but right now if you like the idea of stepping into healthcare it could be an opportunity because uh, we like to sell puts on down days, sell calls on up days. And if you've been waiting to find a nice entry in one of these healthcare stocks, definitely an opportunity with this drop. Can it fall more? Sure. Uh, but something to look at if you're looking to, to pick up some healthcare. So Tesla standing out like a sore thumb. Uh, healthcare in the red. Everything else looking pretty good. NVIDIA up 1.7%. AMD up 1.8%. Microsoft hitting the $3 trillion market cap level, joining Apple briefly yesterday. We'll see where Microsoft ends up today. But Microsoft uh, cannot be stopped. And now uh, playing, playing right along with Apple. If we look at oil and gas, there were some oil and gas opportunities if you hadn't already traded like xom or oxy we're an oxy so uh, we weren't taking any new trades slightly higher for the day but those were some that I, I still like the entries and strikes now let's go over take a look at the uh, wheel analyzer here and i'm going to go over to my portfolio so we could run through look at open positions and csiq CSIQ trying to figure out what to do with uh, the new prices that we've seen here between 23 and 25 after that big gap on Tuesday. Yesterday, a little bit lower after starting the day strong. Today started the, the day with a, a decent rally and gap higher, now pulling back just a little bit, trading at 23.06. Still happy with the 
rescue mission that Marcus and I both flew at the 21 level and uh, hoping that we see some support here and some uh, new uh, opportunity to the upside so we could eventually sell calls. I looked yesterday, saw some calls around 27, 28 that would be possible right now. That's not the case, but uh, hoping that we can see after this little gap fill attempt that we don't actually come all the way back and fill the gap, but instead see a little support and another push higher. Right now, a little pressure to fill that gap, though, based on that chart. If we take a look at NEE, NEE reporting earnings and actually had a, a great earnings report, NEE beat on revenue and also uh, their earnings per share. And this is where, come on, NEE, let's, let's uh, well, let me go to another chart and go back. Might have been my clicking, might have been user error on that one, but uh, let's pull up NEE and see what's going on. NEE at 57.49, that looks right, but for some reason, my NEE chart is not loading. Let's pop over here, just, just to make sure we're showing, uh, showing the right chart. So 57.52 right now, a nice start. I mean, it was a, a great start, looked like we were uh, running higher and things looked pretty good there with NEE. Uh, pulling back a little bit down, or sorry, up, but uh, slightly below a 1% gain for the session after being up much higher. I believe it was an 88 cent dividend that they announced. So we'll get another dividend holding on to this one. Interesting to see that this one is pulling back a little bit, even though yields are falling. We've seen almost a exact opposite reaction or inverse move between yields and NEE recently. And I, I do believe that with time NEE, will uh, do better if yields are, are pulling back today NEE higher. I would expect that it would actually be a little bit higher based on what we've seen uh, reaction-wise between yields and NEE, uh, but not necessarily the case. Yields are pulling back while the overall market is up. That's what, what I'd like to see with the stocks that I'm in. Uh, let's get back here below 4%. Get, get down to these lows that we had here yield-wise at the end of December. I think that could really help out with NEE and CSIQ in particular. Now, Oxy, another position that both Marcus and I are in. And Oxy, uh, this one, 57, uh, 57.27 right now. We've sold. Uh, actually, I take it back. I, I don't believe Marcus ever sold the 57 because he was waiting for the 58. I sold the 57 call. And right now, nothing for me to do. I plugged in some numbers. I was interested or at least considering and seeing what a roll would look like. And uh, there, there's a decent credit for that 57 roll from this expiration on Friday to next week's same strike of 57. So rolling out a week, but not enough for me to get super excited right now. And, and quite honestly, there's a lot of premium. There's a lot of time value still because we're right around that 57 mark. So when we're at the money, uh, with the stock price and we've sold a call uh, there's uh, it's usually better to wait a little bit to get that that time decay uh, which is going to accelerate between now and tomorrow's close especially if we stay around that 57 strike because you're still going to get that premium on the further expiration or next week's expiration but that time decay right now there, there's a lot in there that's just going to disappear quickly between now and uh, tomorrow so 
keeping an eye on this one. Haven't made a decision on what to do there, but watching it. And to be honest, Oxy playing out perfectly, just like I expected it, where 57 looked like a great entry. Dip below, we got assigned uh, its rally back to 57, even got above it a little bit. Uh, I think 57 is a nice level to play where we can get assigned, sell calls, make some money on this one. Uh, can it run back up towards 66 and one? Sure. Uh, I'm just hoping that I'm able to collect some premium or maybe tomorrow these 57s expire worthless if the stock closes below 57 and then there's a gap on Monday and we could sell the 58 or maybe a bigger gap. I'll take that. Uh, we've seen recently when there's been some of these bigger drops taking place, Berkshire Hathaway has picked up some stock. Uh, this was the last time they had to report and this was announced. And we saw that there was a, a nice gap higher, 2.7% gap on that news back in December. So are they picking up? No guarantees, but we'll see if that's the case. And we get a move in uh, Oxy that's related to that. UPS. So Marcus says the 160 expiring on Friday. I have the 165 expiring next week. So I went out next week, collected $2.50, bringing my break even down even more. And Marcus, he's not going to mess with the 160, at least last I heard. He's not looking to roll. He's going to see where the chips fall. And uh, if he gets called away, he'll get called away because then he won't have that earnings exposure. He's already made a lot of money on UPS with his 157.50 assignment. This has just been a picture-perfect trade for him. Me on the other side, I'm at a higher strike, right? So it's been a little more difficult. I have sold calls. My break-even is 161.06. That does not include the $2.50 I picked up for next week's expiration since that trade has not been completed. But uh, looking like a, like a decent opportunity here if i was in at 157.50 like marcus i would uh most likely uh try to take profits just be done and not have that earnings exposure but being in at 165 i'm okay holding this a little longer if there is a drop then that's uh okay with me i of course prefer for this to rally up to 165 and higher make some more money on this one uh, but i don't feel the need to get out of this with where I'm at prior to earnings. However, if I was in in Marcus's situation, why why uh, sit through earnings when uh, there can be a bigger move to the upside or a pullback? If there's a pullback, he can trade it again at a lower price. If there's a rally, then he could look for new opportunities. So kind of two different slants or angles, uh, depending on the entry point that we've had. Marcus has done a great job with this one. So I'm glad that he's been able to uh, really do exceptionally well at that 157.50 entry. Taking a look at WTF trades, the win the fear strategy. Right now, no new open signals, and we do have to open positions. So no new trades, but uh, just to be clear, so no new signals to get into new stocks, but there are two open positions. CVS, just like we talked about, CVS having a rough time here. Now, the stop loss based on the volatility that we've seen in this market, 68.57 with an entry at 76.65. So we're not out of this yet, still in it. We'll see if this can turn back around and head higher. 
uh, right now, not stopped out. But my expectations with all of the testing that we've done is out of 10 trades, seven winners, two small losses, one stop out. Uh, I think that actually one stop out occurs even uh, less frequently than one out of 10. But hey, that, I, I think that that's a great reference point. And that's exactly what we've seen where just a bunch of wins, small loss. Uh, I recently, I think uh, one out of maybe 10 trades, 12 trades, a small loss. And then this one we'll have to see Schwab actually looking pretty good, even though pulling back a little bit today, no exit signal for today's open. I'm keeping an eye on this. This one, I think it's going to come any day. If we stay a little bit positive, uh, if we pull back, it might take a little bit longer, but if we uh, close higher, I think we could get an exit and our entry on this one was perfect. So uh, entry at 6093, it's trading at 6334. So right now, two open positions, CVS down, Schwab up, waiting for an exit. So with that said, taking a look at the economic calendar tomorrow, keep an eye on Core PCE, 530 Pacific, 830 Eastern, so an hour before U.S. markets open. And also taking a look at the earnings calendar Today, after the bell, we have Visa, Intel, T-Mobile, a couple of big ones there, Capital One on Friday before the bell. So tomorrow morning, we have American Express before the bell, a big one to keep an eye on. We'll see if there are any earnings plays. Some of those uh, stocks might have a, a overreaction, and we have an opportunity to take advantage of that. One open position for both Marcus and I that we are looking to fill if the opportunity comes, and we'll have to see what tomorrow brings. So if you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe. And if you know someone that could benefit from these market updates, please share our channel with them. We're going to be back here tomorrow, and word has it, Marcus will be joining me. So until tomorrow, happy trading, everybody.